Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is Chapter 7 of Personal Recollections of Joan of Arc. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Personal Recollections of Joan of Arc by Mark Twain Chapter 7 She Delivers the Divine Command I heard my name called. It was Joan's voice. It startled me, for how could she know I was there? I said to myself, It is part of the dream. It is all dream, voice, vision, and all. The fairies have done this. So I crossed myself and pronounced the name of God to break the enchantment. I knew I was awake now and free from the spell, for no spell can withstand this exorcism. Then I heard my name called again, and I stepped at once from under cover, and there indeed was Joan, but not looking as she had looked in the dream. For she was not crying now, but was looking as she had used to look a year and a half before, when her heart was light and her spirits high. Her old-time energy and fire were back, and a something like exaltation showed itself in her face and bearing. It was almost as if she had been in a trance all that time and had come awake again. Really, it was just as if she had been away and lost and was come back to us at last. And I was so glad that I felt like running to call everybody and have them flock around her and give her welcome. I ran to her excited and said, "'Ah, Joan, I've got such a wonderful thing to tell you about. You would never imagine it. I've had a dream, and in the dream I saw you right here where you are standing now, and—' But she put up her hand and said, "'It was not a dream.' It gave me a shock, and I began to feel afraid again. "'Not a dream,' I said. "'How can you know about it, Joan? "'Are you dreaming now?' "'I—I I suppose not. I, I think I am not.' "'Indeed you are not. I know you are not. And you were not dreaming when you cut the mark in the tree.' I felt myself turning cold with fright, for now I knew of a certainty that I had not been dreaming, but had really been in the presence of a dread something not of this world. Then I remembered that my sinful feet were upon holy ground, the ground where that celestial shadow had rested. I moved quickly away, smitten to the bones with fear. Joan followed and said, "'Do not be afraid. Indeed there is no need. Come with me. We will sit by the spring, and I will tell you all my secret.' When she was ready to begin, I checked her and said, First, tell me this. You could not see me in the wood. How did you know I cut a mark in the tree? Wait a little. I will soon come to that. Then you will see. But tell me one thing now. What was that awful shadow that I saw? I will tell you. But do not be disturbed. You are not in danger. It was the shadow of an archangel, Michael, 
the chief and lord of the armies of heaven. I could but cross myself and tremble for having polluted that ground with my feet. You were not afraid, Joan? Did you see his face? Did you see his form? Yes, I was not afraid, because this was not the first time. I was afraid the first time. When was that, Joan? It is nearly three years ago now. So long. Have you seen him many times? Yes, many times. It is this, then, that has changed you. It was this that made you thoughtful, and not as you were before. I see it now. Why did you not tell us about it? It was not permitted. It is permitted now, and soon I shall tell all. But only you now. It must remain a secret for a few days still. Has none seen that white shadow before but me? No one. It has fallen upon me before, when you and others were present, but none could see it. Today it has been otherwise, and I was told why, but it will not be visible again to any. It was a sign to me, then, and a sign with a meaning of some kind? Yes, but I may not speak of that. Strange, that that dazzling light could rest upon an object before one's eyes and not be visible. With it comes speech, also. Several saints come, attended by myriads of angels, and they speak to me. I hear their voices, but others do not. They are very dear to me, my voices. That is what I call them to myself. Joan, what do they tell you? All manner of things, about France, I mean. What things have they been used to tell you? She sighed and said, Disasters. Only disasters and misfortunes and humiliation. There was naught else to foretell. They spoke of them to you beforehand? Yes, so that I knew what was going to happen before it happened. It made me grave, as you saw. It could not be otherwise. But always there was a word of hope, too. More than that, France was to be rescued and made great and free again. But how and by whom, that was not told. Not until today. As she said those last words, a sudden deep glow shone in her eyes, which I was to see there many times in after-days when the bugle sounded the charge, and learned to call it the battle-light. Her breast heaved, and the color rose in her face. But to-day I know God has chosen the meanest of His creatures for this work, and by His command, and in His protection, and by His strength, not mine, I am to lead His armies and win back France, and set the crown upon the head of his servant, that is, Dauphin, and shall be king. I was amazed, and said, You, Joan, you, a child, lead armies? Yes, for one little moment or two the thought crushed me, for it is as you say, I am only a child, a child and ignorant, ignorant of everything that pertains to war, and not fitted for the rough life of camps and the companionship of soldiers. But those weak moments passed. They will not come again. I am enlisted. I will not turn back, God helping me, till the English grip is loosed from the throat of France. My voices have never told me lies. They have not lied to-day. They say I am to go to Robert de Baudricourt, governor of Vaucouleurs, and he will give me men-at-arms for escort and send me to the king. A year from now a blow will be struck which will be the beginning of the end, and the end will follow swiftly. Where will it be struck? 
my voices have not said nor what will happen this present year before it is struck it is appointed me to strike it that is all i know and follow it with others sharp and swift undoing in ten weeks england's long years of costly labor and setting the crown upon the dauphin's head for such is god's will my voices have said it and shall i doubt it no it will be as they have said for they say only that which is true these were tremendous sayings they were impossibilities to my reason but to my heart they rang true and so while my reason doubted my heart believed believed and held fast to the belief from that day presently i said joan i believe the things which you have said and now i am glad that i am to march with you to the great wars that is if it is with you i am to march when i go she looked surprised and said it is true that you will be with me when i go to the wars but how did you know i shall march with you and so also will jean and pierre but not jacques all true it is so ordered as was revealed to me lately but you've worked hard for what you have your money your assets your 401k and home isn't it all worth protecting nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft lifelock ultimate plus helps protect your finances with up to three million dollars in reimbursement LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. 